morning, Masech Baba Kama Daf Pechet. So we saw yesterday that uh, we were discussing over here the, the, the father that who, who, who was Makpid on, 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 on his daughters, and we said it's a particular person who's Makpid. And then we said over here, we ended up by saying, My Segula, what is a Segula? Shav Chista said, Sefer Torah. It's discussed in the Tubishla, I mentioned last night in the Tubishla, that you see the Segula via that, uh, right? You, what, what's the idea of buying a Sefer Torah? So someone pointed out there was a note that he'd, uh, they'd, they'd be able to learn from it. Uh, and then Rabbi Barahuna declared the Achle Minet Tarmin. Rabbi said, No, more, on a more uh, basic level, said, You buy, you buy a, a, a farm or something where it's got trees which can live off the fruits and get income. And the Gemara says, And Rabbi Lakish. And Rabbi Lakish says the same thing. He said, Rabbi Lakish said, said, All that the father is entitled to is Shevach Nurim. In other words, while the child is busy working or finds something while they're kids, but no, nothing to do with their damages. Rabbi Yochanan said no. Rabbi Yochanan said, Afilu So now when the Gemara says Petsia, normally a Petsia, like we're a Petsa or whatever, it could be like a, I don't know, like a, some sort of blister or, or a mark or something. It's loved after something which is noticeable. If it's not noticeable, then where's the loss of value? The idea of loss of value is if a person looks bad or it's noticeable, he can't function, he can't work, etc. What do you mean by Ptsia? Well, what's a Ptsia got to do? What's wrong with a Ptsia? So I feel Rabbi Elazar. Even Rabbi Elazar, right, when we had this, this, this whole discussion, Rabbi Elazar is talking only about a Chabala, some sort of damage, the Afcheta Mikaspa. That lessens the value. Look at Rashi. Afrika Mikaspa Eva Rabbi Yadli Mochen. And at the end of the day, uh, he 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 he's going to be he's going to uh, he's going to going to lose out as a result. But Eva Ptia, but a Ptia just stamps up sort of a Ptia. The law Afrika Mikaspa. Look, but that wasn't part of the question. But the one stands up here that that a Ptia of some kind is uh, is just stamp anything. So Amr Biosi Barav Khina She Patsab Fanev Afrikatamikas says no. Talking about yeah, she had a, some sort of uh, blemish in her face of some kind, and, and as a result of that, she's gonna lose out on the money. There's a Russia there from Ketubot which says, Right? Because this at the end of the day he's, he he could sell her, he could pay her off or whatever, do do whatever he has to do with her, and uh, and he's gonna lose money, it's even a Ptia. Uh, in the face would would if someone did damage, but even if she had uh, some sort of of marking, whatever that would lower the value, that money would be paid to the father. Okay, so now we go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says The Mishnah said over here that uh, when you damage somebody else's evet knani, and we said you in all the chamishat varim, and Rabbi Yehuda, and this is interest us over here. Rabbi Yehuda said that there's no boshet to the evet have a day. But that's what we were discussing. Rabbi Yudha said, yes, there's no bullshit because we said there even, but they said, what do you mean paying the Evid Kanani? Evid's got no bullshit. So you might pay him Nezek and Sari and Ripu and Shavit, but not bullshit. So that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, my time with Rabbi Yudha. What's Rabbi Yudha's reason? He says that there's no bullshit for the Evid. You don't pay Evid. I'm a Christ. He says, quotes the Pasuk, a famous Pasuk, which we saw already with the idea of Kavana with bullshit, that we said there that she went after his Mavushav, his, his private parts. 
and it was that she intended to go after the guy. And we saw already yesterday the din, or a few days ago, the din here was, you had to have kavona for Bosha. To use that same pasuk, it says, you have to have itchvachiv. Right? Who's fighting in that, in that, in that pasuk there about Boshet? Ishvachiv, a man and his brother. So Gemara says, so therefore the, so this is the Gemara's answer. B'mishyesh lo achva. Right? This is somebody that's got brother brotherhood. Yatsayevich, ain't no achva. And Eved hasn't got brotherhood. Look at Rashi, the very first line of Rashi there at the end of the line. Yatsayevich, ain't no achva. In Yisrael, she'en ba'a b'kahal. Okay, Rashi, and the Mishra Shasavi here says, uh, now this is a similar Rashi. Look at Robert. Look at this Masura Shas. So we spoke about that. Which is female, right? It says, Eved en lo achva, she mutar ba'achoto uba'eshet achiv. And Eved, seems over here, is an Eved Knani. Right? Could marry his sister or his brother's wife. Dichtiv imachamor. Right? That's the same imachamor. Right? Vizeh shamati. Okay? So, uh, so uh, he says, how is that possible? He is like personally, he is at least obligated, right? Like a woman, uh, uh, not. But, but, but that's the same because he undergoes conversion, the shame avdut. So therefore, he loses his connection to the Goisha family. So therefore, these people, his brother's not his brother anymore. So therefore, his brother's wife not his. It's not the wife of his brother because he's not his brother, like a ger, minatora. Ah, so okay. When he's free, what? When he's free, when he go, when he go, when he goes free, he becomes a fully fledged Jew. But even before he becomes free, he he has a gay root to shame Abdul, like Robert says, he's chayv in the mitzvahs of women. So, so, so it's not an it's it's a ger. But an Evet we're talking about Evet Knani because an Evet Knani to an extent is, is it has aspects of a ger. This Ibakamor story is a little bit. I'm uh, saying clear what what he's bringing it for there, but okay. So he says, Evet's got no achva, in other words, he's got no brotherhood, he hasn't got family anymore. We'll see, the girl's going to get on to Gerim. So that is why Rebuda says that, uh, that there's no boshet, because this whole Pasuk of Yah is replying to Ishva Achiv. So Rabbanan, so you in all of them, how come? He says, no, Achiv are mitzvahs, he's got mitzvahs, he's your ach, as far as mitzvahs is concerned. Look at Rashi, ko mitzvat isha, chayevet ba evet chayava. The Gamalala Imishi says, no, he, is, he has got brother in the sense that he's almost like a Jew, like a woman, as much as she gives mitzvahs, he gives mitzvahs, therefore he's part of the general brotherhood of Israel. So Gemara says, wait a second, if Rabbi Yudah says that he's not going to abortion because he's not part of the Achva, he hasn't got brotherhood, if there's Adim Zomimin who come to Zomem, to Mezim with regards to an Eved, Adim Shechivu Mitad Beitim, they wanted to make us Evet Chayv Mitad Beitim. Venim Tzu Zomim. It turns out they were Adin Zomim. They won't be killed. Why? Dichtiv v'asitim lo kasher zamam. La'asot. Lachit the Pasuk says. The whole Pasuk says. V'asitim lo kasher zamam. La'asot la'achiv. Ubiyat ha'mikrecha. When are Adin Zomim and Adin Zomim? No, do la'achiv. Now, I forgot to make dedications of the Shia this morning. Uh, my general dedications I forgot. The specific dedications I forgot. Let's just stop here for a moment. And dedicate to Shiloh Iluni Shmat, everybody who's died in this war, to, to him, Chayalim, who should be healed, and all the other people, and Chatufim mentioned Daniel Shimon ben Sharon, and our soldiers with Matzliach, which should uh, really please win this war quickly and come home. Dedicate to as well to Michael's mother's Yotzeit, Etat Svir Batchaim on her 17th Yotzeit. She'll be Ilufo Neshoma, she'll have a long life. Okay.
שזה אביה, ועשינו קשה דמם לעשות לאחיו. So if Rabbi Yudah says there's no achva, then it's go, go, go the whole way. There's no achva, 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 Because yeah, they, they, they're conspiring against innocent person. So he says, That would apply to Evid as well. Even if you're right, there's no achva over here. But it would be arta harami kibecha mikol makom. So the Gemara knocks that one out quickly. Elamiata, the Gemara says, Well, wait a second, now let's ask another question. As far as Rabbi Nani is concerned, Evid ye kashel amalchut? They say that an Evid is achva with regards to mitzvahs. So what, is he considered part of the brotherhood of Israel? Could it ever be a king? Ever be a king? So the Lord says, no. Amrei, the Lord says, this isn't the greatest question in the world. He says, if you're going to ask that question, will it ger then be good for everything? Right, well, look at Rashi. says, ger, Now, a ger over here is talking about a, a ger who was born to Gerim. Because his pregnancy and his birth were all by Kedusha, I meaning his parents were already Jewish. Rabbi Yudah says that he's... Rabbi Yudah would definitely agree. A guy like that is, 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 is Achva as far as Adim is concerned, Achva as far as anything else is concerned. But now he still says, Pasuk is Malchut, even a, a simple, like a, a, when he says Shot Terba Alma, Like even a, a, a junior civil service job he couldn't have. They learned in Yavamot, and his mother was born as a Jew. Shabbi Shah is pretty difficult. We discussed this about the American president having been born in America, right? The same sort of ideas. Right? What does it mean, the passage with regards to a king? It says, from the midst of your brothers. And the Gemara says, "Mimuvchar shebaachicha," from the best of them. So, so uh, there's a bit of a pagam over here. It seems that the the Gairim aren't on helping us. Ela meatah. The Gemara says, "Wait a second, Rabban and Yehavit kashel leidut." So, if you if this is right, going to Rabban, let's go back now full circle. So, going to Rabban and who say, "Achav beevet knani," and you're going to pay him all the money because he's an achav bemitzvus. So, would an Eved be kashel leidut? Because in every we sing of here has got uh, sort of elements of, of brotherhood. Because the, the, the pastor says, "Dichli v'nei eid shekera eid shekera." In Anabech, the pastor says, "V'dashu ha'shoftim v'nei eid sheker ha'eid sheker anabachiv amongst his brothers." Is an eved would ever be considered a, 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 an eid? Could be an eid. So Amarula eidut lo matzi. You can't eidut. Says eidut wouldn't work. You can't include eidut over here. Rashi Edut Lo Matzil Amar Tei Lo Nafklam Psulim Yachicha Taiti B'Kavachor. He says Atya says now we're going to get into a very long uh, sort of uh, uh, deliberation over here of how we can find a way that Eved would be kosher for Edut. So he says Edut. He says Lo Matzil Amar. So he says from that straight forward over there, right? You can't say that that Edut would be kosher for Edut. Right, because even though his brother, at the end of the day, he's puzzled. He'd be puzzled. Why would he puzzle from Adut, even though he's got the aspects of uh, of Adut? So he says, "Ati Adut bekavachomim miisha." 
So an Isha, there's no problem about Isha, she's Ru'i, she can marry anybody in eight can't until he leaves and when he's finished Eidut, right? Even then there's limits of Kahuna, etc. So nonetheless, a woman is full of Eidut. So it's in a woman. A woman is, is 100% and in spite of that, she can't be a Kashaid, right? As a rule. There are exceptions, but I'm saying as a rule. So an Eved, certainly in that respect, who's less of an ability to lavo bakal than a woman, wouldn't be able to be an, 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 an aid. So the Gemara is not so excited about it. He says, well, my should get a rule in but you can't compare. A woman has got other problems with her. What's a woman? She doesn't have mila. Tomar be Eved, she mila. The Gemara says, Eved has mila, right? Eved has mila to become an aid. He has to have a Brit. So maybe uh, the reason women come because of Eidu is because she hasn't got a Brit. Eved has a Brit. What are you talking about? Katan will we'll prove to you that you're wrong because Katan yochiach she yesh to be mila v'pasu Eidu. A Katan has mila. Yet a Katan can't have Eidu. So it seems like we're saying, yeah, mila isn't necessarily, necessarily uh, uh, what do you call it, a uh, condition for, for Eidu. So we're saying, yeah, but you can't compare a Katan because my Katan should be mitzvahs. So basically we try to bring forever, we went to women, we went to Kata and didn't help us. The Gemara Savi here, you know what? Let's look at the Tzara Shaveh. Maybe we can find a common denominator here if we add some of the aspects together and help us understand that Evid can be Kashvaidut. Shechen Elo Bechola Mitzvahs. Right? Shechen Elo Bechola Mitzvahs. When we say, yeah, I know Bechola Mitzvahs, Rashi says, Elo Mitzvah, some of the Mitzvahs. Da Isha Mechoyevet Belavin Vonchin, Vakatan Yeshu Vemila. So he says, Upsuli Naid. Look, if you can't bring from, if you want, if you bounce me out on women and children aspect, only some mitzvahs, all mitzvahs, no mitzvahs, let's put the bundle, the men and the, the women and the children together. And we'll see that with their combination, their puzzle, so to have an, an Evet puzzle. So says, yeah, but let's look, right, look at the Tzad Ashavashavahim. Shechein Eino Ish. So he says, oh, I'll be honest with you. Now, <laughs> I got confused now myself, yeah. So look at the men and a child aren't ish. They can't call be called ish. To Rabbi Evet, but you understand the same about Evet, but Evet is called an ish. So maybe an Evet who's called an ish can be an aid. Because it says, well, it says, no, I'll show it to you that even when you're an air, an, an ish doesn't help you. And it's me, guys, look at Gazlan. What's a Gazlan? Rashi says, He's Raul of a car. It's called an ish. There, the Gazlan is a Rasha. He's Pasul Eidut. So, well, that's not a good answer. Gazlan can't give Eidut because of what he did. If he, if he had been a good guy, he would have been able to give Eidut. That's not a proof. Evet did nothing. Why should he be passed from Eidut like a, like a, like a Gazla? 
Right? And join the two of them together. Look at Rashi. He says, Migazlan v'chad minach. V'atala shvei shvein she'elam zehirim b'chol ha-mitzvahs, zevi b'nai rishor v'zevi b'nai shelo nitztava. Bottom line, if we combine them all together, the gazlan is, 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 is a rasha, and, and, the, and the women or children aren't on top of mitzvah. So it seems like if we bundle them all together, we can learn from there that an evid as well fits into the general category and wouldn't be able to, to be an evid. Okay, Mar b'rabid rabina amar. He's going to... To be an eight, to be an eight, to be an eight. No. Mar Ravina Amar Kra. He's got a pasuk. He's like this. He's, he learns from a pasuk. The pasuk says Loyum Tu Avot Albanim. Now we always understand this pasuk, or at least uh, Liron Mazor is requesting AI companion. What, what, what is it? Uh, sorry, sorry. Okay, all right. I thought you had you were onto something here. Okay, now you're going to help. No, no, I, I thought you'd have it actually because the summary of the sure, I thought it would be interesting to use it, but don't worry about so it. So use it, put it on, put it on, put it on, put it on. No, you, you, you have to put it on. AR companion. I thought we tried it once. Did we? Okay, I got it. Put it on. Let's see. I'm interested. Okay, it's gone. You go for Tim Elfes. Okay. Marbury, Javin, Amar, Amar Kra. So now we've got the passing over here. Loyum to Avota Banim. Right. Uh, right. So we get, we have another limit over here of of how to prove that edim opsule opsule edut. So my reason is we got the loyum to avot albanim. So I thought I'd say that that pasuk needs to always understand loyum to avot albanim. That uh, the fathers won't be killed because of the sins of their children, but only two are avot, and the and the and the and the and the and the children won't be killed because of their fathers. The Gemara gives a completely different take on this whole pasuk. Loyum to avot abanim, loyum to what does he want to say via Marbrei Dravina? Loyum to alpi avot fathers who come as edim she'en lem chayes banim can't be edim. So a father who hasn't got chayes to his children. Can't be an aid. Look at Rashi. It says Chayis Bani means Yachas Bani, right? In relation to his children, it says Loyum to Avodah Bani, Loyum to Shum Adam. No person will be put to death. I'll pay me according to a person who comes as an aid. Sheein Beno Meyuchas Vnikra Shem Aviv, whose children aren't referred to and called to and related to their children, their fathers. And who is that? An Eved. Because an Eved, like we said, explained it earlier, that an Eved, when they undergo a certain Geirut, so they lose connection to their family. So Sansa's Eved is no longer called Ben Avram. He's called the Eved of Chaim. You're saying to the son he had before he became an Eved. To the son or to the father. To the father, right. In both directions. He loses his connection to his children and to his, and to his father. Right? He says, <laughs> the amrinan. Because if you think, like the Pasuk said, that the children can't come and testify against the father, that the children are aiding against the father, then it should say that a father can't be killed on the testimony of their children. What do you mean? Why does it say Banim? It should say Al my banim, what does it mean? Banim shmaminat, the loyum to apiavot, shein lehem chayes banim. So he explains the pasuk to say loyum to avot al banim, meaning avot al banim that aren't there, so to speak, or that they got no connection with. Long one, I'm not arguing, right? 
wait a second, if that's the case, the balance of the Pasuk says, you say the other way around then, that that banim loyim tu alavot, that children won't be sentenced to death by Edut from the father, it means again that they've got no relation to that father. And a ger, achinami the pasul edut. That's the case when a ger is a ger pasul for edut, and a ger hasn't got highest to his father to his sons once he converts. And why gerim pasul edut? So he says, no, 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 achiyashi, you can't compare the ger. Why? He says ger nehida in lochais lemala lemata yesh lochais. Says the ger maybe hasn't got highest to his father, but he has to his children. Whenever it seems to be like in a category, like in an island, all of his own. Because the children, I suppose, while he's with the with the master, the children aren't his either. They belong to the master, right? And the father now is no longer called after the father. He's now the ma- the slave of this master. So the evidence got no chais whatever. Gers at least could can have children once he's converted. So he says lafuka evid and no chais lo lemar lemata, as opposed to evid no relationship in whatsoever. These like that ger pasul edut. If you thought that a ger was eluch lichtov rachmane loyim to avot al benehem. So he seems to say, no, if that was the case there, then it would be Loivot Avot Abenehem, even to themselves, Loivot Avot Abani. Okay, so the Gemara says, Chada, Loim Tu Banim Ba'edut Avot. One Pasuk says, Chada, Loim Tu Banim Ba'edut Avot. Ve'idach, Loim Tu Api Banim Shainim Chais Avot. Ve'eved Nafkelei Bekal Vachomer Miger. So he wants to copy learn everything from my gear to the malahood and no chais of the matias no chais. Still, he's passed from Edut. Every chain no chais, no mat, no mat, no din, she passed from Edut. And the Mitzvah loyum to avod abanim. The mashmalun to api avot. Chain no chais banim. Shema mina every chain no chais, no mat, no mat. Who passed from Edut? But gear. Kevin the yesh no chais, no mat. He's got children downwards. Kashe leidut. That's what he wants to say. So we can't prove it that way. They, 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 we if you want to say Eved that that a gear at no Edut, they would definitely come from from gear to Eved. What do we call it? They come from the to Eved because the Ger does have Eidut. Uh, does have uh, 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 look at the the, the 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 AI is coming and tells me over here. Confirm you speak your speaking language. It sounds like you might have switched to a different language. Please update it so we can provide better quality transcription. Once I went into the into the Aramaic, uh, I don't see Aramaic as one of the options of the language here that you can give. On the thing, or even Hebrew doesn't come up as an option. So, Liron, you're going to have to. The AI is not so smart enough yet. Baruch Hashem, there's still things that AI can't do. Can't learn Gemara yet. Okay. 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 So that's basically the way we, we proved Gerim Opas Akash of Adim. Avadim on Kash of Adim, we saw two Limudim, either from a Shiluv of Gazlan and women and children, or from this Pasuk of here of Marbaraid Ravina. Okay. Now we go back to Mr. Mr. says like this Kheroshot of a Katan, Pigiatan Ra'ah. We saw there that the Kheroshot of a Katan, deaf, mute, deranged people and children, if you damage them, the Mishnah called it Pigiatan Ra'ah. It was a bad thing, you shouldn't do that. The Gemara says, "Aimed the Rav Shmuel bar Avu Mihagronia." The Gemara says, "Rav Shmuel bar Abba Mihagronia's mother, Havat Nesivale Lerebi Abba." You can see lots of Abbas around. I don't think any of them are related. 
Okay? But don't get confused by all the Abbas coming up over here. It says he, she married Rabbi Abba. Now, Katvina le Nichsei, she took her, the, the possessions that she had. Rashi adds in here, Nichsei Melog. Lachar, she said to Rabbi Abba, right after she married him, Shrat, and she gave them to her son, Katav le Nichsei Rav Shmuel bar Abba Bura. Right now, the Nichsei Melog are hers. Remember, Melog is from plucking the hair, right? So while her husband is alive, he gets the, the, the fruits of that, of that asset. But once she dies, she left it in her will that when she dies, they're going to go to her son. Not so passionate, right? Because who inherits the mother, the wife? Her husband inherits her. So uh, maybe she could give them to the son before she died as a gift. So anyhow, she writes them to her son in the will. But yeah, that's, that's the understanding here, is that she hadn't died yet. She yeah, yeah, of course. The why, no, why, yeah, no, I'm saying she got married. Oh. She got married. No, Pashut, she, she hasn't got married because you see the moment she dies. <laughs> at the moment, the Gemara says, Batal Shriva, after she died. No, yeah, why, when she got married, she wrote, left a will for him once she got married. When she dies, her husband will get them, her son will get them. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm not sure that's a Pashut. That a woman can leave stuff to her children. She can give them to her children while she's alive. But, but a, the husband is normally the one who inherits her. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. So that's what happens. So now... That the note says she desired that her son acquire her possessions during her lifetime so that her present husband would not inherit them upon her okay. death. So now we're jumping the gun. We, okay, okay, that, that, that's, that's right. We're, we're going to see it at the moment. That's, that's why I'm giving all the background of here because that's what the Gemara is about. But it's good. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, right, the main thing is to qualify, right? So, so she says, Katvin lich rashes aviyala, achar she said to Rabbi Abba, right? She will now bata de shriva. So now, once she does, right, she does, bata de shriva, azel Rav Shmuel bar Abba, so Rav Shmuel bar Abba, remember, is her son, right? That's why I said, don't you feel all the Abbas, because she married Rabbi Abba, and her son was Shmuel bar Abba, so her, his father was also Abba. So her, both her husbands were called Abba, right? So Rav Shmuel bar Abba, now after she dies, he goes to Rabbi Yirmiya also bar Abba. See that? <laughs> right? He goes to Yirmiya bar Abba, to another bar, Rav Yirmiya bar Abba, who's also, I don't know if it was his cousin or his, or his brother from, a, I don't know, whatever, right? Or, but anyhow, all the fathers of Abba in the story. And he goes to him to, to get an adjudication to Paskin Aloha. And Okmei Benichsei. And Rabbi Yerim Bar Abba says, they're yours. Her and her chasim are yours, her husband, she's dead, her husband's alive, they're yours. Now, as a Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba's not so convinced. Right? The widow. The stepfather. And Amr Lemiltai come to Rabbi Hoshai, and he goes to Rabbi Hoshaya. And Rabbi Hoshaya doesn't want to paskin himself. As a Rabbi Hoshaya, Amre come to Rabbi Yehuda. He goes to Rabbi Yehuda. And says this whole story of Rabbi Yudas. Amal and Rabbi Yudas says to him, Hachi Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, What? Ha'isha shemachra benichsei melog. Bechayei bala umeita. A wife who sells her nichsei melog while her husband's alive. Right? And then she dies. Ha'ba'al motzi miyad alikuchot. The husband can go and take them back from the guy that she sold them to. So what's he saying? 
What did the the the, the uh, what did uh, Rav mother do? She essentially sold her son Nechasim while she was alive. If she gave it free, uh, if she gave it a different story, if she had given it with, in other words, she wouldn't have brought him into the marriage and she gave him to the children. That's something different, but she didn't. There were Nechasimalog, which by definition, the husband while she was alive was getting uh, was getting bearing fruits from them. He was enjoying the fruits of it. But she, after she died, she wanted him to go. She, you know what? While we're married, you can enjoy my fruits. But when I'm dead, goodbye. And you know, I don't want you to have anything. Go to my children. So Just by the way, it's not an uncommon event. Yeah. It's not an uncommon yeah. happening. Think about it. A lot of people. What? Nah, come on. Why is it when you must go to Batura? It doesn't work. I'm saying that's why it didn't work. Okay, well, we'll see. Well, let's see. Let's see. But I'm saying, but let's be honest. That's something which is very common. People who have second marriages or, th- or marriages and they've got assets. They don't mind that their wife or their husband benefit from those assets while they're living together. But after they die, they want their children to get them. Exactly what happened over here. She didn't mind that her husband, while she was alive, and he was probably supporting her, looking after her. So he could use her as, but once she's dead, why must they stay with him? She, who knows, she might have got them from her first husband, who was this guy's father. Right? And then and, and she wants him to have them. So he goes to Moshe. Moshe says, "No, it's not the same because he 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 compares it to a case of Isha Shemachem Nisam Elo." But Chayim Balam Eitel Bal Moti Mei Alokuchot. Look at Rashi. First Rashi on Amud. Habal Moti Shabal Yoresh Nishto because a husband inherits his wife. But who are you? Lokeach Rishon. He was the first Lich Lokeach. So basically, she sold it to somebody else. She sold it out from from under his feet. Right. So Amru Akamid Rabbi Yirmiyah Bar Abba. Right. So now. They tell Rabbi Yirmir, I remember Rabbi Yirmir, Abba was the guy who originally said that the assets belonged to the son, to Shwilbar Abba. So now he hears that Rabbi Yudah is passing differently to him. So Amar Leu, so he says to them, Ana matnita yadana. He says, look, I don't know what you're basing it on. He said, but I've got a Mishnah. I've got a Mishnah that says, Nikwatsu Mishnah v'yam asechet yavamot avlamet vavin, Baba Batri will say it later on a while, Hakotev nechasav lebeno lachar moto. If you give assets to your children, you, you write them into your will, your child's going to get them after your, after your death. Right? And look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, this is very important. Mihayom ulacharmoto. They're already yours from now. It was not part of the din of Yerusha. You see that, Daddy? Yerusha is Yerusha. But when you say from today, right? And that's why Robert mentioned in the note there that he gave it to, what was your note you said there, that she? That she just was from today, right? She already said that now. Right, from today, but really it's yours from now and after I die. But in the meantime, while I'm still alive, I'm going to get the benefits of it. Okay? He already owns from now. So there's the use of fact of the bed dominium, right? He can keep the asset, but he's getting all the uses of it. Okay? He says, I've got a Mishnah. That's in such a case. Bottom line is, neither of them are allowed to sell this tree, this asset. Why? Because the father can't sell it because it belongs to the son. And the son can't sell it because the father's getting the use of it. Ah, what if the son sold it to somebody and the father could carry on getting the use of it as long as he was alive? Okay? Now the Gemara says, Machara Avi, the father went in and sold it against the agreement. Machurim Achiyamot. So it's considered sold until the father dies. Right? And then the son will get it back. Because basically, what can the father sell? All the father can sell is his rights. 
And what are his rights? The fruit. So he can sell the fruit as long as he's alive. And now once he's dead, not his any longer. But if the ben, if the son sold it, the, the, the client, the buyer, can't get it. He only get it after the father died. So in other words, we see that. To the, so that is basically what, uh, what Rav, Yirmiya, Rav Yirmiya Barava says. Here the mother essentially sold it to her son. As long as the mother was alive, the, 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 uh, the husband could get the benefits of the fruit. Once the husband's dead, goes to the son. So what are you telling me? Why are you taking it? Why are you saying you're comparing it to a, to a Yerushia? And the boy explains, Even in this Mishnah here, when the father does die, right, the, 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 the guy that the son sold it to, it becomes his. Now what happens? Now the big question, what happens if the son predeceased the father? So the son was going to get it only after the father died. And the son sold it to somebody, and the locha is that only when the father dies does the buyer get it. Does that only apply if the father died and the son actually inherited it as a love, a love and then he sold it? Or even if the son was dead and he would have inherited it had he been alive, but he isn't alive and the father dies, it still goes to the buyer. He says, Yes. Right? Why? He says, Krabishum and Lakish. Now, we know halacha, right? This is very important. We know always. And in this year, we will make a fuss about it. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shlakish, what's halacha? Rabbi Yochanan. It turns out there are three halachas in Shas that the halacha is like Rabbi Shlakish. Sorry I never told you that up until now. <laughs> Apologize. Right? There are three halachas in Shas that halachas are like Rabbi Shlakish. We'll have to go into, I don't know if we'll have time today, we'll have to go into more detail. But we're going to see now that this is one of them. Okay? There's one with regards to also with Yibo Mochalitza, with a woman who's pregnant and she, and she miscarries. We'll, we'll, we'll see that. Okay? He says, Let's make a difference if the son died first, even though he never actually got it. Neither if the father died when the son was alive. In all these cases, the guy will get it. The son was going to inherit from his father. The, son, the father said to the son, listen, from now till after I die, it's yours. But the Yusuf fact is mine. The son will inherit it eventually. Matter, matter whether the son died before the father, the father died before the son. If the son went and sold his rights to somebody else, the moment the father dies, the, the buyer gets it. If the son sold it while the father was alive, when the son died before the father, Rabbi Yochanan says the, 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 the buyer who the son sold it to wouldn't get it. Why? Because the son never lived the day to actually inherit it from the father. Rash Laki says, no. The, the, the guy does get it. Rabbi Yochanan says, why doesn't the guy get it? When the Mishnah said, when we said that the, that the buyer will eventually get it when the father died, that's when the law made That's so long as the son was alive when the father died. Because it came via Yerusha to the son. But if the son died before the father, the law the son never actually had a day of it belonging to him. Now, even when the father dies, he won't get it. Rabbi Yochanan says. 
Rabbi Yochanan says, if the father says, from today, Klafta Ada, it's yours. But I'm using it. And the son goes and sells his future rights into somebody else. The aloha is that that guy will get it when the father dies, according to Rabbi Yochanan, on condition that the son was alive for a few moments before, when the father died. Because the son had to be alive when the father died, that it actually came to him via Yerusha as well. And then he sold what he had. But if the father, if he died before the father, not his ever says Rabbi Yochanan. I'll make a savar. Rabbi Yochanan wants to say what? Kenyan payrot, Kenyan aguf dami. Because really the father had the payrot, correct? The father was entitled to the fruits. So says Rabbi Yochanan, the fact that he's entitled to the fruits is that if he's entitled to the tree himself. Kenyan payrot, Kenyan aguf dami. The chizavin, and then when the son sold his rights in the tree, loved it days up, and it wasn't his. The father couldn't sell it either. But as long as the father had the rights to the fruits, really the underlying asset was the father's as well, and therefore he couldn't sell it. Rabbi Shuman Laki says, I'll definitely, he says, no. He says, If this was the case and the father died before the son, and a son died before the father, sorry, and the son never had a moment where the father was dead and he was the whole owner of this tree, Right, it's still the buyer would still get it that he had sold it to. Because he says, He says, When will that happen? Makes no difference if the son was alive, wasn't alive. Bottom line is, the son had the rights, the underlying right to this asset. The moment the father died, the father's rights were gone. The son had the hundred percent fully fledged rights on this on on this asset. He had and what he sold when he sold it can now be transferred to the buyer. Al Mewa, because he says Rash Lakish, Kenyan Peirot, love Kenyan Kenyan Guftami. When the all the father had was what? The Peirot. Never had the tree, but there they used to begin with. So who cares if the son died before the father or after the father? All the father was a right to the fruits. The moment the father dies, his rights are expired. And all the rights now belonged, belonged historically to the, to the son. Therefore, what the son sold was sold. That's what Shlakish says. Kazavin was sold. So now the point. So what's the machlok? There's a machlok now the moment between Rabbi Yehuda, right, between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yemi Bar Abba. Rabbi Yemi Bar Abba says it's the Mishnah of Right, he says, I've got a Mishnah, remember? He says, That if you write assets to your son after your death, the Ben, right, can't sell, the father can't sell. But if the father does sell, it's only sold till he dies. Right? And he said, And the father and the son can't sell it if he sells it. It only, it, it's only as long as the father dies, it goes straight to the buyer. So same thing over here. So now, what's the point? The Gomorrah says over here, all of them, both, even you, Rabbi Yehuda, Paskin, in this case of here we spoke about, you all agree, not like Rabbi Yochanan. In other words, it makes no difference. Look at Rashi. Uh, right at the top of the Rashi there. There are three in over here. We missed it. We should have seen it. We should all know this. Right? Uh, uh, right? And then after she had a miscarriage, it's considered Chalitza. 
ומתנה באמצע פרק החולת. רגע, אני לא מתשאול את הטרבוניזם, אני פשוט לא קטעתי, אבל את ראית לא סתם נפרפדס. אוקיי. עכשיו בואו נראה שלושה הלוכים, וכסנאה הוקם רבי ימי בר אבא. אין לך רבי ימי בר אבא סייד. That's Rabbi Yirmiyah who wants to sell it. That Rabbi Shmuel Bar Abba gets the gets the assets from his mother. He says, "Isakedatach kinyan peirot kinyan aguf dami." If you want to say like Rabbi Yochanan, he says the kinyan peirot that the that the, that the ownership of the peirot of the rights of the fruits is like only an underlying asset, and that's why the son couldn't really sell it unless he inherited it when the father died and he was still alive. So he says, if that's the case, kimayit av, if the father died. ומאית הבן בחיי האב, and the son died before the father, אמאית הלוקח. In the Mishnah which we quoted, where the father had written it to the son, not where the mother written it to the son, where the father wrote the assets to the son and said, after I die, it's yours. And we said that if the son went and sold it, and then when the moment the father dies, the client will get it. We, we never made a distinction there between whether the father or the son died first. So according to you, if you look at Rabbi Yochanan, then in that case, if the son had died before the father, how come the client gets it, the buyer gets it? He shouldn't have got it. Because Kenyan Akpri, Kenyan Aits, the parents like the goof. And therefore the father owned everything, even though he had written it to his son. And it was his son's only after he died and the father had the right of use of fact in the meantime. If you say Rabbi Yochanan's right, then the father owned the whole tree. And if the son wasn't allowed to inherit it, then the guy that he sold it to shouldn't have got it. And we said it didn't make a difference. So Kika Zavin, hi, love the day, because I wasn't here to sell. And a love Shmamina, Kenyan Peirot, love Kenyan Aguf Dami. Not like the Kenyan Aguf, not like Rabbi Yochanan. And therefore, you, Rabbi Yehuda, when you told Rabbi Shmuel Bar Abba through Rabbi Hoshia that it's not his, it's going to go to the father, you were wrong. It's all halochet lakesh lakesh, and it goes to the son. Right? So now the Gemara says, Ahadru lekamed Rav Yehuda. So they went back to Rav Yehuda. Okay, I'll jump the gun. Okay, I got a bit excited here, right? But now they went back to Rav Yehuda. To Rav Yehuda, the story? What's going on over here? So Amar Leh, Rav Yehuda says to them, he says, no, 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 no. Hachi Amar Shmuel, zo enu domeni mishnatan. You can't compare. You try to learn the case of the mother from the mission of the father. They don't go together. They're not the same. Sorry to keep you awake here, Michael. Why, 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 why not? He says, my timer. He says, I'm Rav Yosef. Yosef says, Bishlo me'itani ipcha. If the Mishnah was written the other way around, it was not that the father wrote the Nechassim to the son. Right? If the son had written the Nechassim to the father, who normally inherits who? Normally, the son inherits the father. The father doesn't inherit the son, correct? Normally. She says, if it, if I could have nechasav la'aviv, if it was that he had written the assets, look at Rashi, la'achar motor, the son said, that to the father, that after he dies, you can have them. Umachar Rashi now. And then the father went and sold him while the son was alive. And then umaytaav b'chaya abed, and the father died while the son was alive. V'amalan reish lakish, dekane lokeach, And Rosh Laki said, then the fact that the father sold them while the son was alive and the, son, and the father now died, right? And then Rosh Laki said, 
that the lokeach is gone. Mishpeinu mina mishum the kinyan perut and kinyan knuyan leben lav kinyan aguf dami. There we would have said, there we would have understood that he would have said, why could the father sell it? Because the Kenyan payrot that were the Ben, the son in the meantime had the Yusufrat. There he would have said that the Kenyan payrot is love, Kenyan Aguf. The father could sell it. Why? Because the son had the Yusufrat, but really the asset belonged to the father. We'd say there's no connection. The father, what he sold, was a good sale. Aval Hashta, but here, when the father wrote it to the son, why do we say it's a good sale after the son, after the father dies? Deal behind your time at the Kalokach. Why? Afagav the law actually a bed, even though the son never actually got them, because the father died, the son died first. Mishum the Ra'ui Leyoshu. The son was Ra'ui, the son was had all the rights to inherit the father. So maybe when the son, when it's going down in the normal direction, and the father writes the asset to the child, and the child then dies before the father, and we say even still when the father dies, the guy that he sold them to before he died gets them, because then the normal course of events would have gone for the son. And then the son could, uh, as I say, if you if we written it the other way around, and you said, listen, even when the son gives them to his father, and the father sells them, it's a good sale after the father dies. You would have proven to me that the, that the payrot and the goof don't go together. But the fact that it's the other way around, you can't prove anything because all we're already saying over here is that the son had rights to everything because he was going to be the ultimate Yorish. So that's why it makes no difference who died in which, in which, in which order. He says, you can't compare the Mishnero. He says, Back in the Gemara, third wide lines at the bottom there. That he wrote it to his to to his son. There's no proof from here whatsoever that Kenyan goof and Kenyan payrot go together. So Rash Lakish wanted to prove to us that Kenyan goof and Kenyan payrot don't go together. Rabbi Yochanan says Kenyan goof and Kenyan payrot go together. So the person who's got the right to the payrot, he's got the right to the goof. And Rash Lakish says no, the right one who's got the right to the payrot has actually got the right to the goof. But that would all work very well if we never had any extenuating reasons to explain why the son was the Yoresh. The reason why in the case where the father writes to the son, we say it makes no difference if the son died before the father, after the father, because ultimately the son inherits the father. So even inherited the father after his death, we know that that's the case, right? If a father dies, the grandchildren will inherit the grandfather. That's the aloha. Correct? A son doesn't have to be alive to inherit his father. His children can inherit his father. They will get his share. Let's say there were three brothers. And Rahman and one of the brothers died while the father was alive. Shalom, they die. And now the father dies, ultimately dies. He leaves two children. The grandchildren aren't left out of the estate. They get a third of the estate, which gets to between their children. So that son didn't have to be alive to inherit. Because that's the order of events. That's the law of consanguinity in the Torah. The father inherits to his children, the children to their children. From familial estate to God, you have to be alive. It's their rights, the familial rights, inherent rights. So he says, How do you compare? There, when this, the reason why it made no difference with the father or, or son died first with the Yerusha from the father to the son, because that's the law of the Torah. When you come to other, if it would be in the other way, if the father, if the son had given it to the father, then you'd have to you'd be able to start bringing all proofs from this from this criminal. But yeah, there's no proof whatsoever. Kenyan goof, Kenyan parrot, makes the difference. The child inherited to, 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 that's why it makes no difference. In our case, it's not the name of the Torah. Because yeah, the mother is, is giving it to her son. He hasn't got the alachi rights on the Torah to Yorash like he has from his father. Clear? Right? That's what he said over here.
So I'm going to have a bias. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. You know, let's end this video. We'll carry on with our bias tomorrow.